the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. All right, what's going on? Another Algatulo Craft Beer cast on AM 970, The Answer. Happy Labor Day weekend to everybody. Hopefully you're taking advantage of this Labor Day weekend wherever you are in the great United States of America or around the world. Uh, well, then again, if you're around the world, you're not really celebrating Labor Day, are you? Because Labor Day is an American holiday. But anyway, we got a fantastic show for you tonight. A craft beer guest that will be joining me later this hour. News and notes to get to, but first, how can you follow me? Very easy on Twitter, at Al Gattulo. Instagram at Gattulo, G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O. Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast via email at Albert G at NYC Radio.com. Don't forget iTunes, Google Play. Just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You find all the shows on those two platforms. We're also Alexa ready. Just say to your Alexa, Alexa, I want to listen to the Al Gatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer, and you will get to hear the show along with a little solo work here from Stevie Ray Vaughan. The house is rocking from his uh, Instep album, the last studio album uh, that actually wasn't the last studio album. Telephone Song was the last studio album he did with his brother Jimmy Vaughan, but the last album he did with Double Trouble. Uh, was in step, and uh, it was a week ago last Monday, the 27th of August, where we lost Stevie Ray Vaughan 28 years ago, uh, died in that uh, helicopter crash in uh, in Wisconsin. Uh, he was playing with Eric Clapton, a bunch of other people, and uh, needed to get to his next gig and wanted to get on the copter and got on, and even though it was bad weather conditions, it was foggy, so nope, I got to go, and the helicopter in those foggy conditions ended up crashing into a mountain. Everyone was killed. Uh, on the helicopter, and uh, we lost uh, one of the great blues guitarists of my generation, certainly, in Stevie Ray Vaughan. Uh, got a chance to see Stevie Ray Vaughan uh, in 1989. Got to see him a couple of times, but uh, the first time I saw him, he was uh, with Jeff Beck, the Fire and the Fury Tour, Madison Square Garden. My best friend and I, Mark, uh, got a chance to see him there, 13th row on the floor. We scalped seats. I remember nobody wanted to sell us tickets because we looked like two police officers. It was hysterical. We finally buy tickets from this guy whose wife was sick, just wanted to get home. And um, we go into the show, and I remember Mark telling the guy he had to walk with us to get up to the front to make sure that the tickets were legit. We get in. We're sitting on the uh, you know 13th row on the floor. And at one point, uh, Jeff Beck's band opened, so we missed a couple of songs from him, and then we got to see Stevie's full show. They were trading off nights who was opening. Uh, Stevie, at one point, had just battled a, a drug and alcohol addiction, uh, sits down on the stage and starts talking about the addiction. Never mentions alcohol or or, um, or drugs, but talks about how you push people away that love you, they care about you, they're trying to help you, and you keep pushing them away, and then finally you reach your breaking point, and the whole crowd is with him. And then he says, now let's forget about that bleep. Let's get nuts. And he rips into this like four-minute guitar solo, brought the house down. The two bands come out at the end. They played with one another, played against each other, Beck and Stevie Ray dueling guitars. Unbelievable, an epic show, one of the greatest blues shows that I've ever seen. 
um, and got to see him a few more times. Last time I saw him was about a month before his death. It was July of 1990. He was playing Jones Beach with uh, Joe Cocker opening for him. Only time I'd ever seen uh, Joe Cocker, and it was an amazing show. Stevie Ray Vaughan, he is certainly missed uh, 28 years later. Now, my guest tonight on the Craft Beer Cast, John Hall, uh, has written a new book called Think Beer, Drink Beer, Getting to the Bottom of Every Pint. It's being released this week. Uh, we will talk to John. He also does uh, a podcast with Augie Carton called Steal This Beer. Augie Carton, of course, the uh, co-owner, creator of Carton Brewing out in New Jersey. Uh, they do a, a podcast called Steal This Beer. They tape it at Barcade every Monday in Jersey City. Uh, you definitely want to check that out as well. Uh, that interview coming up in about 20 minutes from now uh, with John. But let's get into some news and notes. Got a lot of news, a lot of stuff that's happening. Eight and Sand Brewing out of Woodbury, New Jersey. Uh, this coming Saturday, September 8th, they are celebrating their second anniversary, a special event uh, at their North Evergreen Avenue uh, tasting room in Woodbury from noon until 10 p.m. More than 20 styles of beer and an exclusive limited edition Eight and Sand merchandise will be available during the one-day-only celebration. They're releasing new barrel-aged beers on tap throughout the day. They will introduce some small-batch experimental recipes from co-owner and head brewer Chris Burke. But for the first time, a double dry-hopped version of their flagship IPA number 2 will be available in 16-ounce cans at the tasting room during the event. Uh, They will have new beer and merchandise releases. Of course, attendees can also expect special giveaways throughout the day. Uh, Very excited about this. This is going to be a lot of fun. If you're in the area, definitely check it out on Saturday, September 8th. For more information on the two-year anniversary at 8 and Sand's uh, website, you can go to 8andsandbeer.com. That's E-I-G-H-T-A-N-D-S-A-N-D-beer.com for more information on that. Alesmith Brewing is offering a new way to enjoy the classic European-style breweries' barrel-aged beers, make these popular styles more accessible. Uh, they've recently released a new cinnamon vanilla barrel-aged Speedway Stout and an already popular barrel-aged Old Numbskull in 11.2-ounce bottles. Uh, these are packaged in custom barrel-aged release two-packs. The higher ABV beers can be enjoyed more easily. Uh, by an individual consumer as compared to the traditional 750 milliliter bottles that Alesmith has provided in past years. Cinnamon Vanilla, a barrel-aged Speedway Stout. It's a 13% ABV. It's a blend of two different versions of uh, the Speedway Stout. The effect, a full-bodied brew with complex notes of chocolate, coffee, vanilla, and cinnamon. And then their 12% ABV barrel-aged Old Numbskull has been bottled in an updated design. The resulting a multi-brew boasts notes of caramel, toffee, vanilla, coconut, and oak. This is only available at the brewery. So if anybody's in the area of Alesmith, which is near Miramar, uh, California, right where uh, they filmed Top Gun, I think they're filming the new sequel there right now, you want to pick me up two of those bottles, uh, contact me. I'll be happy to pay for the bottles, and I'll also be happy to pay for the shipping and handling as well uh, for you to send those to me. I love Alesmith. They are in New Jersey. When I get a chance to check them out, uh, their Speedway Stout and stuff, I definitely take advantage of it. Uh, but uh, this is a brewery only, really. So unless you live in the California area uh, or near uh, Miramar, you're not going to be able to get it anywhere else. Uh, 17 years after introducing their legendary Dragon's Milk Bourbon Barrel Aged Stout to fans around the country, New Holland Brewing, based out of Holland, Michigan, is introducing a dramatic new look for their flagship recipe. And to celebrate the rebranding, company is releasing a never before tasted brew. Dragon's Milk Reserve Banana Coconut. This is very interesting. So the new branding is going to hit shelves of fall in the fall of 2018. Uh, the Banana Coconut will be available this month. It features hints of real banana, plantain, 
and coconut, uh, delivered in a creamy, rich bourbon barrel-aged stout. It is an 11% ABV with a 30 IBU. It's a two-row malt, Munich caramel flaked barley, chocolate, black, and honey. And then uh, nuggets, uh, nugget, excuse me, and brewer's gold are the hops. Uh, it is available until sold out. Banana coconut is released on draft and in single-ounce 12-ounce bottles, uh, four packs of 12-ounce bottles, and 24-pack cases of 12-ounce bottles. So... Here's the problem that I have with this. I, I want to try this, but I don't like the fact that they say that you can buy it in a single 12-ounce bottle because what ultimately ends up happening is, is that liquor stores in New Jersey, I don't know of everywhere else, but liquor stores in New Jersey will take a four-pack, right, and they'll break it up and sell them individually. So instead of paying, let's just say, you know, and I don't have the, I don't have the price in front of me of what it's going to cost, but they'll normally take that four-pack of 12-ounce bottles. Let's say it's... $18 for the four-pack, even $20 because it's a, it's a bourbon barrel each that, okay, let's say it's $20. The, instead of selling the one bottle for 5 bucks, they'll sell it for 8 or 9 or $10. And I, my feeling is why am I going to pay double uh, for, for a beer that I might be able to find somewhere else at a cheaper price? I just think that's unfair. Either release it as a four-pack, release it as a case, or put it out on draft in a six-till or whatever. And that's it. Whatever the price is, you pay it. I hate that they get people to break up the six packs because ultimately some liquor stores, they just want to make a profit, which is, you know, and I get it. You want to make a profit, but sometimes they're overcharging and gouging the customer. And that I don't believe is fair. But yeah, we'll see if I can pick up Dragon's Milk, uh, this new one, this banana coconut. I will certainly uh, try it and uh, report back to you. Finally, Founders Brewing has renounced, announced the release of Trigo. This is their sixth release that they have brewed for Art Prize, which is an open international art competition. takes place every other year in the brewery's hometown of Grand Rapids, Michigan. Uh, Previous releases, of course, Mosaic Promise, Artist Black IPA, Spectra Trifecta, uh, Trifecta, Pale Joe, Green Zebra. Um, Trigo is the Spanish word for wheat, and it's the first hoppy wheat lager in the series. This will be interesting. It's available in the tap room beginning September 14th. Uh, it will be distributed to the remaining 46 states in late September, available on draft and in six packs of 12-ounce cans, a suggested retail price of $9.99. Of course, the price will vary by market. So Founders is always putting out good stuff. Uh, really uh, uh, very impressed with Founders. Some of the stuff, I think, I, what did I have? What was the last Founders that I had that I wasn't crazy about? I think it was the Rum Runner one that they had. It was a rum barrel-aged IPA. That one was kind of off for me. Uh, I, I don't know, I, maybe because I wasn't expecting it, and with IPAs, they're kind of tricky, and it's, I don't know, I don't, I get trying new flavors, that one kind of missed the mark for me. My opinion, uh, get, I had another bottle of it and had get, given uh, to samples of it to my uh, to my buddies, and they ended up, uh, they both ended up enjoying it, but then again, we were, um, we were imbibing pretty heavy uh, a couple weeks ago, so who knows, maybe, you know. They'd already had enough in there, and it just it added to the flavor of the beer. I don't know. Uh, but, yes, we drank responsibly. We were at my neighbor's house uh, at the fire pit, and I only had to walk across the street when I was done. So uh, uh, that was nice. Now, when we come back after a short break, we're going to have more news and notes on this Labor Day edition. Hopefully you're enjoying a barbecue somewhere. Uh, you're grilling. You're drinking a few good craft beers. And, uh, and also when we talk to John Hall later on in his new book, Think Beer, Drink Beer, he wants John talks about how he wants to get away from using the term craft beer and just using independent beer. We'll talk to him about that, along with a lot of other things, later on at the bottom of the hour. Folks, we're just getting started on this program. It focuses on that delicious beverage made with barley and hops. This is the Alga Tulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. 
Mike Gallagher believes we need to respect the deceased. The smear of John McCain that I've always pushed back against is the smear that he was somehow not a war hero. You can't take that away from him. You want to scrutinize his record? Uh, Of course. I think that's all fair game. You just do it with respect and you do it with some decency and civility, not a mean-spirited ugliness when a family is grieving over the loss of their loved one. The Mike Gallagher Show. Weekdays at 10, right before Dennis Prager at 1 on AM 970. The answer. If you're dreaming of something greater, a college degree, job skills, or technical training, serving part-time in the Army National Guard can help make your dreams a reality. Right now, the Army National Guard is offering up to a $20,000 enlistment bonus or a $350 per month educational stipend to qualified candidates as well as those with prior military service. Already received your education or are currently in school? You may be eligible for up to $50,000 in student loan repayment. These benefits can help you get the education you need to land the civilian career you want. Plus, as a proud member of the Guard, you'll experience the personal fulfillment of serving your community during emergencies and natural disasters. To learn more about the many benefits that come with part-time service in the Army National Guard, visit NationalGuard.com today. Sponsored by the New York State National Guard, aired by the New York State Broadcasters Association and this station. Don't miss the new afternoon drive show, Cats at Night, with John Katsimatidis, Wednesdays at 5 p.m., exclusively on AM 970, The Answer. Want more of AM 970, The Answer, and our hosts? Then interact with us. Follow us on Twitter for breaking news, what's coming up on the radio, thoughts from our hosts, deals from our advertisers, and more. Our handle is at AM 970, The Answer. Come on, tweet with us. Balance of nature's fruits and veggies in a capsule. My husband's blood pressure has dropped 30 points. I've lost 8 pounds. He's lost about 20 pounds. His arthritis is gone. You guys have given me back my husband. I'd come home from work, and if he beat me home from work, he would be laying in the recliner, and I would feed him supper in his recliner and would be like really boring, pathetic, old people watching TV while we ate dinner and then go to bed exhausted and wake up tired. I came home from work last night and he was mowing the lawn. It was just, it's amazing. It's amazing. It's so amazing. <laughs> when you call, use discount code The Answer, and we'll take 35% off your first preferred set of fruits and veggies and have them shipped to you free. Call 800 246 that's one eight hundred two four six eight seven five one, or go online to balanceofnature.com and use discount code the answer. Tweet us on Twitter, like us on Facebook. We're everywhere. AM nine seventy, theanswer.com. Welcome back to the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer. Follow me on social media. Very easy on Twitter at Alcatulo. Instagram at Gatulo. That's G A T T U L L O. Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast. 
via email at albertgnycradio.com. Don't forget iTunes and Google Play. Just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You can find all the shows on those two platforms. We're also Alexa ready. Just say to your Alexa, Alexa, I want to hear the Al Gatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer. And bingo, you will get to hear this craft beer cast. Some Eagles and heartache tonight. You know, it's funny. I was uh, Netflix now has the history of the Eagles um, available on Netflix. If you have not seen this documentary, and it's a long documentary that was on Showtime uh, a couple years ago. It's got to be three, four years ago that it was on. Um, if you haven't had a chance to watch this documentary, watch it. Even if you're not a fan of the Eagles, I encourage you to watch it. If you're a fan of music and bands, definitely check it out. It starts off, the first part of it is obviously the early part of the Eagles, and it ends when they uh, leave the stage uh, at the end of the long run tour. And then it picks up again, part two, you know, when they came back and they did Hell Freezes Over and they started doing the tours again. It is, what an amazing documentary. It's raw. Um, You're going to probably learn to hate Don Henley during it because Don Henley is very... um, Matter of fact, businesslike. He's got a sense. He's got a great sense of humor, but he's very much the business guy of the band. Glenn Fry is more of the freewheeler, but it is a fantastic documentary. Uh, highly recommend it. A uh, lot of great video performances, back, back, you know, behind stage, backstage type of things. Uh, it's a great documentary history of the Eagles. You definitely want to check it out. Now, my guest coming up uh, in about 10 minutes from now, John Hall. He's written a new book, and I mentioned in the first segment, and I mentioned during the interview, I get the title of the book wrong, and for that, uh, John, I am truly sorry. The book is called Drink Beer, Think Beer. I had written it the in the reverse, Think Beer, Drink Beer, but I guess either way could work, but the title of the book is Drink Beer, Think Beer, Getting to the Bottom of Every Pint. That's coming up in about 10 minutes. It's a very long interview. It's about 17 minutes long. Stay with it. It's fantastic. Fantastic. John does a tremendous job, and kudos to John for not correcting me during the interview. I wish he had and said, you got the title of the book wrong. John, I apologize for that. I'm going to see him on September 10th, and I certainly owe him a beer uh, or three for sure. But it's a great book. It's a great interview. You definitely want to stay tuned for that coming up uh, in about 10 minutes from now. But uh, the song that I started with here, The Eagle's Heartache Tonight, well, a great one from Glenn Fry. Um, and you also learn in this documentary that I was talking about, you learn about how uh, Glenn Fry, as the band went on, was singing less and less in the band, and Don Henley was singing more. There's a reason behind that, but watch the documentary. Trust me, you'll love it, and love to get your feedback on it as well. But the reason why I played Heartache tonight, this was a story that we had touched on a few, uh, a few weeks ago, well, maybe a little longer than that, maybe about a month, month and a half ago. Uh, the good folks from the South Jersey Beer Scene, does great. they do great podcasts. You definitely want to check them out on Instagram. I think it's SJ Beer Scene uh, on Twitter. Download them on iTunes. You definitely want to listen to them. They cover all of South Jersey uh, and the beer scene down there. And there was an interesting story that had come out not too long ago. Uh, out of Egg Harbor Township. Apparently, uh, there are a lot of food trucks in Egg Harbor Township, um, and food trucks, like craft breweries, are the, the 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 boon of small business. It's how small business gets started, right? So apparently, some restaurant owners in Egg Harbor Township were very upset that these food trucks were taking away from their business. They started to penalize the craft breweries down there, telling them, you can't have a food truck on your property. Uh, it's it's not sanitary. It's not this, that, whatever. They came up with a, with a bunch of different reasons. Food truck people were upset. The craft beer, the the craft breweries were upset, um, and uh, allegedly some of the restaurant owners were upset, and which which is what sparked this whole thing. Well, now we're finding out 
after having their operations restricted, being told to them, listen, no place in Egg Harbor, go somewhere else, uh, food truck owners were given assurances something will be done to help accommodate them at a, at a recent township committee meeting. Apparently, Mayor James uh, McCullough promised to work with local food trucks, ordering the township's business administrator and solicitor to look into amending the ordinance pertaining to them instead of being handled appropriately. This from the mayor. He said what was a minor issue had become a problem. Government was impeding business. So uh, McCullough's comments, and uh, I forget the article where this is from, but Thomas Renzulli, thank you for this. This is you know, a great thing. Apparently, his comments, the mayor's, came after uh, hearing public comments from not only Elizabeth Klein, a township resident and owner of the Bare Knuckle Cafe food truck, but the owner of the township's own Pete's Subs and Deli, Lori Schlam. Schlam says, I feel strongly about keeping our small local businesses going. That's what it's all about. So this started back in June. Apparently at Tuckahoe Brewing and Hidden Sands, they were told they could no longer host food trucks, that they were in violation of zoning ordinances dictating how many businesses could operate on one site. Through the crack, the crackdown seemed intended to stop food sales at the two breweries. It had a more deleterious effect on food truck owners who found they could no longer sell food in many of the locations they once did. So Klein, who, like other food truck owners operating in the township, was granted a mercantile license after shelling out fees and submitting to fingerprinting, a background check, all these different things. Then she's told by the township administrator, Peter Miller, there had been complaints from area restaurants about food trucks operating nearby. So Klein reached out to some of these local restaurants to kind of, you know, just say, listen, I'm not trying to take away from your business. I have mine. You have yours. We can all work together. So Klein reaches out only to find out they had either no objections or they were entirely unaware their names were being used. So the news of the complaints were a surprise to even the mayor, Mayor McCullough, who said he hadn't even heard of the ongoing issue until an hour before the commission meeting. And McCullough says in a quote, I have personally heard no complaint against any food trucks. So the problem with the township ordinances is that they're overly restrictive. This is from Klein, the food truck owner. She says they're not reflective of modern food trucks. They're not roach coaches of old. They went to construction sites and things of that nature. They set up, they prepare food items, they cook fresh items to order. Uh, ordinances need to be updated to reflect modern mobile food operations. Okay, a simple change in the law. But when looking for those changes, Klein was stonewalled. So I, it, here's my take on the whole thing, okay? I think the township administrator, Peter Miller, has a hand in one of these businesses, one of these restaurants, and started using other restaurants' names. Again, this is me. This is my opinion. I'm, I'm alleging this. I don't, I don't know if any of this is true, but it sounds to me like the township administrator, Peter Miller, has a hand in some businesses down there, and maybe he's making profit off of some of these businesses. I don't know. But in the end... He is benefiting somehow, and he is trying to suppress these food trucks from making a living. And in, in turn, it prevents people from going to these craft breweries because they're kicking them off the site, et cetera, et cetera. It's wrong. Change needs to happen. Obviously, the laws in Egg Harbor Township need to be changed to help these food truck people out. But they're already paying in fees and stuff. Some of these businesses never even heard that this was going on. And they're rightfully pissed that their name is being used in a malicious way. It's not right. Small business is the lifeblood of America. And when you hurt one business, you're hurting a lot of other businesses around there. I don't know how many food trucks operate outside in Egg Harbor Township, but you know what? It's wrong. This guy, the administrator, needs to be taken to task. And hopefully they will change the laws down there to help these food trucks uh, continue to, you know, 
have their business there and to help out the breweries as well. It's not right. It's definitely a story we're going to continue to follow and we'll update you. But let's hope that there are changes made. The folks from South Jersey Beer Scene and Thomas Renzulli, thank you for bringing this to my attention. This is a great story. Finally, before we get to a break, Collective Arts Brewing, it's a brewery that fuses the craft of brewing with the inspired talents of artists and musicians. They're launching in New York City coming up on September 7th. Uh, it's a week uh, worth of events featuring art installations, uh, live music, and tap takeovers. Uh, they're going to be doing a bunch of different things. They're kicking off a, uh, a party uh, September 7th at the Well in Brooklyn, great place on Meserol Street in Brooklyn. It's a really, really cool hip joint. Um, I think it's, I want to say it's Park Slope, but I'm, I'm not 100%. But anyway, uh, eight local artists will live paint murals. New York City-based band Budos Band will be performing. Ten beers will be available to try. They're going to be hosting tap takeovers all through the week, uh, ending with a pub call through Gowanus on Friday, September 14th. Any, for more information on this, uh, collectiveartsbrewing.com slash NYC. We're actually going to have somebody on from Collective Arts next week to talk about this as well. But again, Friday, September 7th, at the Well, 272 Meserol Street in Brooklyn. It's an all-day uh, event. It is a fan- The Well is a fantastic place uh, to hang out, drink beer. they got a great little beer garden in the back. You definitely want to check that out. And then they've got other stuff. They're going to be at Octfest on Governor's Island, which, by the way, in our Suds and Duds segment, at the end of the show, we're going to give away two pairs of tickets to Octfest for Saturday, September 8th, and Sunday, September 9th on Governor's Island from 2 to 8 p.m. You definitely want to check this out. You definitely want to try and get in on this. If you can go next weekend, you definitely want to get in on this. And then they're going to be at a bunch of different places as well, ending with the Gowanus Pub Crawl at The Gate, the 4th Avenue Pub, and a bunch of different pubs from 4 to 8 p.m. on Thursday, September 13th. You definitely want to check that out, Collective Arts Brewing. Uh, And the best part about Collective Arts Brewing, uh, that they're based out of Canada, they're going to be opening a taproom uh, brewery in Brooklyn in 2019, the first time opening a location outside of Hamilton, Ontario. So that is pretty cool. So we're going to give away tickets to Octfest, uh, which is next week, September 8th and 9th on Governor's Island. You're going to get a two-day pass to go to the event. Great music, great beers, and lots of other fun as well, food for purchase as well. But when we come back after a short break, John Hall, who has written a new book, Drink Beer, Think Beer, getting to the bottom of every pint, will join me. That happens next on the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. News, opinion, passion. This is AM 970, The Answer. It's cloudy and 76 degrees. What's going on? We have the answer. New York's Governor Cuomo says that they're filing a lawsuit against President Trump and the federal government for failing to provide proper assistance to Puerto Rico after Hurricane Maria. Monica Nelson has more. Governor Cuomo says after Hurricane Maria, Puerto Rico got less aid and relief than Texas and Florida. They basically abandoned Puerto Rico. They didn't provide the federal help, the federal assistance, the federal care that they should have provided. Figures released last week show the death toll in Puerto Rico from the hurricane was nearly 3,000, significantly higher than the original estimate of 64. Monica Nelson, NBC News Radio. Thank you, Monica. Police say they've arrested a man who dragged an officer before crashing his car in Montauk. 36-year-old Andrew Hellman of Sag Harbor is facing multiple charges, including assault and reckless endangerment. An officer approached Hellman as he was getting into his car early Saturday morning in Montauk. The Sag Harbor man allegedly slammed the gas and dragged the officer as he drove away. Officials say he eventually lost control and crashed. The officer was treated for minor injuries and has been released from the hospital. In sports... 
Well, the Mets did beat the Giants this evening 4-1, and the Yankees unfortunately fell to the Tigers 11-7 this afternoon. Traffic delays at the inbound George. There were no problems on the upper level. Just remember, lower level and Palisades approach. Easy press customers only till 7 in the morning. Outbound George reports of an accident, so you got some delays backed up to DeGraw Avenue. Holland and Lincoln tunnels are a good ride. Weather for tonight, scattered clouds with the possibility of an isolated thunderstorm, low 74. And for your Labor Day, sunshine and clouds mixed high 90 you now know what's going on i'm amy salerno and aim 970 the answer how can i protect my family if something happens to me what if i need to go to a nursing home what will happen to our savings our home what's the best way to give my home to my kids who will help us take care of grandpa these and many other questions can be answered with a phone call to Connors & Sullivan Attorneys at Law, PLLC, 718-238-6500. Mike Connors, one of New York Magazine's top lawyers, has over 30 years of estate planning and elder law experience. Mike and his team of professionals will help you protect your assets from probate, taxes, and nursing home costs so you can have peace of mind knowing you and your family will be taken care of and protected. I'm Mike Connors, founder of Connors & Sullivan. People don't plan to fail, they fail to plan. The time to plan is now. I'm Beth Connors. Call today for a free initial consultation with one of our experienced lawyers. Connors and Sullivan in Brooklyn, Queens, Manhattan, and Staten Island. Call 718-238-6500. 718-238-6500 or connorsandsullivan.com. Your table, ladies. Thank you so much. So, Vicki, how have you been? Great. It's been so long. Last time we saw each other was what? Your daughter's wedding on that yacht? What was it? The Atlantis? Yes, the Atlantis. It was perfect for the wedding with its three decks, bridal suite, immaculate restrooms, dance floor, and state-of-the-art sound system. The food and service was great, and I hear they bake those delicious rolls right on board. They do. You know, I've been trying to decide what to do for my daughter's Sweet 16 and some corporate events. You should absolutely book the Atlantis. They do more than just weddings. Sunset cocktail parties, bar and bat mitzvahs, luncheons, and guests are able to board from several locations. Francesca was so easy to work with. Call her at 212-385-9400 or email her at events at franstouchofclass.com. Charter the Atlantis for your event today. Call Francesca at 212-385-9400 or visit franstouchofclass.com. For a limited time, mention AM970 for a free menu upgrade on the Atlantis. AM 97, the answer. Welcome back to the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, the answer. Forgot how good this band really was. Room full of blues. They had a bunch of different singers and artists playing on it, but man, what a great blues sound here. You can follow me on Twitter. At Al Gattulo, Instagram at Gattulo, that's G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O, Facebook.com slash A-G Craft Beer Cast, uh, via email at albertg.nycradio.com. And don't forget, uh, Google, to- uh, Google Play and iTunes, I'm always messing that up. You can just download uh, any of the Craft Beer Cast there uh, at A-G Craft Beer Cast. And we are Alexa ready as well. Isn't that great? You just go to Amazon and Alexa and you say, Alexa, I want to listen to the Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast on AM9. 70 the answer and voila you get to listen to the show now my guest on the cast here he's the senior editor of craft beer and brewing magazine he's also the author of a new book it is coming out this coming week september 4th think beer drink beer also the co-host
host of the Steal This Beer podcast. You can subscribe to that on iTunes. He hosts it with Augie Carton from Carton Beer. Uh, follow him on Twitter at John underscore, uh, underscore Hall. But let me welcome back John Hall to the Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer. John, how are you? I'm doing really well, Al. Thanks so much for having me back. You got it. Now, let's jump right into this great book. I loved reading it. One of the first things that struck out at me was the fact that you are not a fan of the term craft beer and that the term craft is useless when describing beer. Why is that? So I, useless is a, is, is a tough word. It, it's lost its way. Uh, you know, in, in the beginning, we were calling, uh, you know, the new beer that came out to the scene in the, in the late 1970s and, and early 1980s, microbrew. Mm-hmm. And it was to distinguish itself from the larger players like Budweiser, Miller, and Coors. And then obviously, uh, as that word uh, took on some negative connotations when some of these smaller producers were actually making inferior pints and bad pints of beer, uh, the whole market segment needed to rebrand itself. And, and it was sort of decided, okay, we're going to call this craft beer. Um, and again, you know, you wanted to drink craft and, you know, uh, uh, don't, don't necessarily drink beer from the big guys, uh, drink craft. And, and the word really started to, to, to morph over time. Um, and it didn't actually mean what I think a lot of the, the, the folks intended it to be. People hear craft and they think of quality, right? And right. a lot of the time, these small producers, more and more, they're making great pints, but craft doesn't always equal quality. And as brewers have gotten larger, like Sam Adams or Sierra Nevada or New Belgium and some of these others, um, you know, are they still, you know, craft? Uh, are they still, you know, small and, 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 and traditional? And yes, by some definition, uh, but that word has gotten so muddied and become a marketing term uh, where Blue Moon, which is owned by uh, Miller Coors, mm-hmm. uh, uses the tagline artfully crafted. Uh, a lot of these brewers that are owned by large major conglomerates like Goose Island owned by AB InBev, uh, you know, they still call themselves a craft brewer because they once were. And so by neutralizing that word and just saying if you make beer, you're a beer maker, and we can just call the beverage beer. We don't have to have a qualifier of craft or independent or anything else like that. It levels the playing field, and it makes us beer drinkers uh, a little bit more savvy as to what we pick. We don't have to have a blind allegiance to one word, uh, but we can actually choose to drink what we like, and we can actually choose to say to small independent producers, you know, hey, like you should make better beer, or this is really great. Um, and so that, that, that's, that's what I try to get into uh, uh, in the book is, um, you know, craft doesn't necessarily mean what it used to. And since we've lost our way uh, with that word, we should really just be calling what we're drinking beer. It's a great point. And everyone who drinks beer, see, I'm going to avoid using craft when I'm saying when I'm talking <laughs> about beer here. Talk about uh, everyone who, who drinks beer and is, you know, drinking these types of beers, they always talk about the hops, the hops, the hops, and I'm just as guilty doing it when describing a beer during my Suds and Duds segment. But in the book, you talk about how malt is just as important. Tell the audience why you think it's so important in beer. Well, I, I, I mean, it's, it's in some ways almost more important, right? So uh, the malt that goes into beer, uh, when you boil it, that's where you get the sugars, and that's where the alcohol comes from. The yeast eats the sugars. So we, we, we need malt. Uh, in order to have beer. Um, but malt isn't really all that sexy. 
uh, you know, hops, uh, when you talk about some of the new varietals and some of the aromas, and, you know, they have cool names like, you know, Mosaic and Citra and the Lemon Drop, and they, they, uh, the marketing folks behind the, the hop growers of, of America and around the world uh, have, have been really smart in the way that they've marketed uh, that particular product. And, and the growers of, uh, of malt uh, have not. And so I, I think a lot of the time it's easier to talk about hops uh, because they are so much more present in flavor, um, and it's really what this this beer revolution, this this modern beer renaissance, has been built on. You know, if we think about some of the beers that we were drinking in the 50s, 40s, 50s, and 60s, there wasn't a ton of hop content to it. And then as new brewers came on, and most notably Sierra Nevada Pale Ale, uh, the fact that they actually used a ton of hops in their in in their uh, in, in their batches um, was revolutionary. And people were suddenly starting to pay attention to hops. And so, so this industry was built on that. Um, but that doesn't mean that we should be discounting the other three ingredients. Right. Uh, people should be paying attention to water as well. Right. Um, you know, like where our water comes from and making sure that we have clean water sources uh, and knowing that water doesn't always taste neutral like a bottle of Poland Springs, but that it can have, you know, an iron content to it or some salinity to it or hard water or soft water. Um, you know, uh, these things add to the overall flavor of beer. And uh, same thing with yeast, obviously. I don't think yeast gets nearly enough credit for, for, for making the beer these days, but they impart so many great aromas and flavors. But malt, malt is just a really humble workhorse. And by thinking about a beer's color, which is derived from malt, and thinking about some of the sweetness that is derived from malt or some of the dryness that's derived from malt, um, it, you really get a better beer drinking experience if you think about all of the ingredients uh, rather than just the hops. Talking with John Hall, the author of the new book that's out September 4th. It's called Drink Beer, Think Beer. We're here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. And as I was doing my research for this interview, which of course included sitting in my backyard drinking a new beer that I took a pick and <laughs> tweeted it out, you responded to me on Twitter, I should jump to page 140 ASAP. Now, I did, and boy, did I feel dumb. My glass was not cleaned properly, and in the book, it's a big issue for you. Talk about why that is. So the picture that you took uh, is actually a really nice-looking picture. You have a can of beer, and you have a, uh, a fun-looking glass, but there's carbonation sticking to the inside of the glass. And I think that that is something that so many drinkers are used to seeing, uh, be it if you get a you know, glass of Coke at a, at a pizzeria or you know, you're at a, a, you know, drinking a seltzer or cranberry and vodka or wherever in seltzer. Uh, at a bar and you get the carbonation sticking to the inside of the glass. We see this all the time. And that actually means that the glass is dirty. That means that there is a thin layer of film on the inside of the glass. And it can be left over from petroleum-based soaps. It can be left over from uh, food. It can be left over from milk fats uh, that uh, have washed up during the dishwashing period. Um, but it essentially means that your glass is dirty if you see carbonation sticking to the side of the glass. Carbonation so important in beer, but should rise from the bottom of the glass to the top of the to the top of the glass uh, where it forms a, a head of foam. Uh, that's that's where that's the only place that we should be seeing carbonation. And so, in the same way that if you were at a restaurant and you had a dirty fork at your table uh, that wasn't your dirty fork, uh, you would send it back and you'd say, "Hey, can I have a clean fork?" Sure. Um, we don't think about beer glasses that same way, but we really should. If we're paying nine, ten dollars a pint, or you know, we're we're trading for great beers and we're buying uh, rare beers at the store and then pouring them at home, um, our glass should be a reflection of the beer, 
And if we want to have a great beer drinking experience, it's not only about the taste and the aroma of the beer, uh, but how it's also served to us. And what's amazing to me is that a lot of folks, as, as popular as beer is these days with all these different styles, it's amazing to me that more people don't know this that don't know that carbonation sticking to the inside of a glass uh, means that it's, that it's dirty. And I'm not talking like actual, you know, like dirt or mud or anything else right. like that, but it, there is, you know, foam left over. And so in the book, I talk about uh, simple washing techniques, uh, things that you can do at home. Uh, I have a dedicated scrub brush here at the house. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it's just a soft bristle brush. And I, every time I'm going to use a beer glass, I give it a, a rinse of cool water and then I'll scrub down the insides of the glass just to make sure that, uh, uh, any of that palm olive or anything else that I might've used, uh, has been washed away and, uh, uh, pour a glass and, and enjoy the, the beer drinking experience. But it's something we should all be thinking about more and more, especially, uh, with all of these great beers that are, that are available. These well, days. I am certainly going to think about that more because you're right. It does. It, it, and it, it makes an impact obviously in what you're tasting because it can affect the taste of the beer. Now, John, my wife and I visited a brewery last year. I'm not going to mention the name of it. We were both disappointed in the beer that they served. All of them were flat and, oh, come or, on, mention and, it. and or sour no. taste. Like <laughs> I could, if you want, I mean, I have no problem mentioning it. It's just, you know, for the purposes of the interview, I don't want to, you know, say yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll put it, I'll, I'll put it this way. It was in the state of New Jersey. Um, we oh, didn't, we didn't say anything and we left um and looking at social media postings many people even today are saying the same things about the brewery should i have said something to the owners what was the specific problem with it well all of them were flat and or sour tasting none of them i couldn't drink not one of the tasting glasses my wife had a stout she couldn't finish it we you know we left we paid we left but i didn't say anything should i have said something so this is something that I struggle with a great deal. Um, so you mentioned what I do for a living. Uh, right. When I walk into a brewery, uh, I usually don't announce myself, um, you know, because I like to see what the customer experience is. You know, right. I don't walk in and say, hey, you know, I, I work right. for a beer magazine. Right. Hi, I'm the craft beer um, cast guy. Uh, you know, right. Exactly. Yeah. You know, it, you don't want to be that guy who, uh, you know, who, who, who does that whole thing. And so what I found is when I've come across a four pint, um, or uh, beers that are just off. And I had a similar experience to you not too long ago at a brewery in Pennsylvania. Mm. Um, they didn't ask me when I was leaving. They didn't ask me as a customer how I liked the beer. Um, I had a full flight that was still barely touched uh, on the bar, and they, they didn't ask me, so I didn't say anything. Mm. Um, but I've been at bars where and breweries where, you know, the, the brewer will say, you know, hey, what do you think of this? Or, and I think that if we are better educated, um, we can speak with better authority. So if you know that you're drinking a stout that has a uh, artificial butter flavor um, that shouldn't be there, that that's a sign of diacetyl, and that you can say to a brewer, hey, I noticed diacetyl in your stout, or hey, this lager has this sour milk type taste, and you know, lagers are supposed to be crisp. Uh, you know, have you noticed that as well? Right. I, I, I think blanketly saying to, to somebody, this is bad beer, doesn't help anybody. Sure. You know, bad is a suggestive term. You know, uh, if if you have an oatmeal stout that has jalapenos in it, and you don't like jalapenos, you're going to say, "Oh, that's a bad beer. I don't, I don't like that beer." Right. But somebody who loves jalapenos might come in and say, "Well, it's, that's a great beer." So if we can identify off flavors, if we can know that uh, you know a skunky aroma means that the beer has been light struck, or you know that a beer that tastes like wet cardboard has been exposed to too much oxygen uh, early on. Um, we can then speak with authority to brewers 
and to brewery owners and say, hey, I noticed some of these off flavors that are appearing in your beer. You know, have you thought about your process? You know, have, have you heard similar things? Was that your intention? Um, you know, and, and I think that it's a tough thing for brewers these days uh, to, to get some of that, that critical feedback. Um, but with so many breweries out there these days, uh, if you're not making good beer, you're, you're going to be out of business yep. fairly soon. And, exactly. and, and what's worse is that if you're a brewer who is selling a pint of stout that is infected with diacetyl uh, and you know that it's infected with diacetyl, but you're selling it anyway, I consider that to be fraud. Oh, yeah, 100%. That you are knowingly serve, uh, serving a, 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 an inferior product. And, you know, we talk about, you know, some of the big players like Budweiser or Miller or Coors or, or, or some of those. Those guys turn out technically perfect beer time and time again. Mm-hmm. And they make tens of millions of barrels of the beer that tastes exactly the same. Is it exciting beer? No. Is it infected beer? No. And that's a good thing. So, you know, it's, it goes back to that whole conversation on craft. You know, craft right. doesn't always equal quality. And it's great to support small local breweries, but only if they are doing right by us, the consumer, and not getting bad pints. So I think it's a delicate conversation, Al. Um, and I don't think that we need to be, you know, uh, nasty Yelp reviewers and saying, oh, this is terrible beer. Right, you right. I should be ashamed of this. You know, but I think that if we are educated, and I talk a lot about this in, in, in the book, uh, if we're educated – we can help brewers be better. We can help our fellow drinkers be better. And we in turn become better drinkers because we're getting better beer. Uh, you're, you're preaching to the choir, my friend. We're talking with John Hall, the <laughs> author of the new book that's out September 4th. It's called Drink Beer, Think Beer. We're here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer. Last question for me, John. There are plenty of women I can think of, two of them in New Jersey, Jamie Quelly of Forgotten Boardwalk and Backward Flag Brewing's uh, Tori Fisher, who are doing a fantastic job brewing beer. Why do you think there is such a lack of diversity in the beer industry? Well, I mean, I, I with, with no disrespect to those two, the the, the we're talking female brewers, uh, Gretchen Smittelhauser at Little Dog in Neptune City uh, should be on the top of everybody's list. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's been brewing in the state forever uh, and is just a, a, a wonderfully talented uh, uh, brewer. Uh, there's a lack of diversity. I, I, you know, I I wish I knew the reason why, and it's something that is being examined more and more. Uh, you know, beer doesn't know gender, beer doesn't know politics, beer doesn't know uh, any of these other uh, social aspects uh, that we insert into our daily lives. And uh, I think that there's a lot of uh, uh, women who enjoy drinking beer. Uh, I think that, you know, there's a, you know, uh, and we need to, to, to be more inclusive. Um, brewing for a long time here in the U.S. has been dominated by white men. Mm. And when it's dominated by white men, uh, it becomes a culture that, that speaks mainly to that audience, you know, both uh, the makers and, and the drinkers. Um, but we are seeing more uh, minorities um, brewing beer and owning breweries and more women brewing beer and owning breweries. And, and I think that that's just great overall, um, you know, because it brings new flavors to uh, new perspectives, new flavors, uh, new ideas to what's already a very exciting industry. And so, uh, yeah, I, I encourage anybody who likes beer or thinks that they're interested in beer to, you know, keep drinking, keep trying, and you know, keep supporting businesses that uh, uh, that they think are worth supporting. My, my guest has been John Hall. He's the author of the new book. It's coming out September 4th. It's called Drink Beer, Think Beer. We went long on this interview, but you know what? Well worth it. There is such a wealth of knowledge in this book. You really have to pick it up. It is a fantastic read. Uh, we're here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. John, thank you so much for joining me tonight. I very much appreciate it. 
Hey, thanks, pal. It's always a pleasure talking with you. You got it. When we come back, it's time for Suds and Duds, and it's all after a short break on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Balance of Nature's Fruits and Veggies in a Capsule. Thousands of doctors, health specialists, and professionals recommend Balance of Nature as a way of improving their health. Listen to a few unsolicited success stories from doctors that use Balance of Nature as well. Scientific research has shown that many cancers and lifestyle diseases can be prevented with a diet rich in fruits and vegetables. This prevention comes from the phytochemicals in the plants. I take Balance of Nature because I know I've seen it in my lab and I know that it works. I've seen the immune response increase. I've seen your DNA repair capacity increase and I've seen DNA protection. And that to me as a scientist rings so true. When you call, use discount code THEANSWER, and we'll take 35% off your first month's order and ship it to you free. Call 800-246-8751. That's 1-800-246-8751. Or go online to balanceofnature.com and use discount code THEANSWER. Are you a responsible person who finds yourself growing deeper in credit card debt? Then get ready for a toll-free number that will put you on a path to financial recovery. Trinity Debt Management will consolidate your accounts and work with your creditors. You'll save thousands and become debt-free for keeps. If your debt has you down, we should talk. Call Trinity at 1-800-990-6976. 1-800-990-6976. 1-800-990-6976. Tweet on Twitter. Like us on Facebook. We're everywhere. AM970. TheAnswer.com Segment of the Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at Al Gattulo, Instagram at Gattulo, G A T U L O, Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast via email, Albert G at NYCRadio.com. And don't forget iTunes and Google Play. Just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You can download and listen to every single show. We'll get into Suds and Duds, an abbreviated version of it, in just a moment. But I did promise you, if you were listening to the second segment of this program, that I would be giving away a pair of tickets to Octfest. Actually, two pairs of tickets to Octfest. That's coming up September 8th and 9th. That's next Saturday and Sunday on Governor's Island. Now, if you win, the tickets include your ferry transportation to Governor's Island. They include your tickets into the uh, event for both days, Saturday, September 8th, and Sunday, September 9th. They also give you the ability to taste a bunch of different beers. Uh, I think it's 12 tastings, but I could be wrong. It might be 10, and then you can buy more if you want. And uh, it does not include food, but it does include the music, and you will be able to go and see a great event uh, uh, on Governor's Island, Saturday, September 8th, and Sunday, September 9th. Again, it's for both days. You can go to one, you can go to both, whatever you want to do, but uh, you definitely want to check this out. So here's the question you got to email me at albertg at nycradio.com with the answer. There are four ingredients that are used to make beer. Four ingredients that are used to make beer. Give me the name of the one that I focused on with John Hall in our interview in our last segment. So four ingredients that are used to make beer. What's the one that I focused on with John in our interview in our last segment? Give me the answer, albertg at nycradio.com. If you can make it, to the event, Governor's Island, Saturday, September 8th, Sunday, September 9th. You got a pair of tickets 
to go to the event. No, I do not provide transportation. You're just getting the tickets to the event. We will make sure that you're on the list and you will be well taken care of. So good luck. Again, four ingredients that are used to make beer. Give me the name of the one that I focused on with John Hall in our interview in our last segment. Let's quickly get into suds and duds before we got to get out of here. Uh, a couple beers that I had back at PNC when I went to see the Counting Crows in live. Uh, Cannonball from Bolero Snort Brewery, a, a really a fantastic beer. They are just knocking it out of the park with their IPAs. If you're not a fan of IPAs, this is definitely something you're not going to like. Got a little bit of a juicy taste to it, but for the most part, a solid, solid IPA. You will love it. Stone's 22nd Anniversary uh, Annie Manor Double IPA. Bitter, nice hop, uh, the way an IPA should be. This is a West Coast IPA. It is not an East Coast uh, IPA by any stretch of the imagination. And I love the fact that it was one of the people that worked at Stone who came up with the idea. They loved it so much that they turned it into their 22nd anniversary beer. Definitely check it out. You will not be disappointed. Uh, At the event, when I got in there, it's great that PNC is featuring a lot more uh, craft beers and a bigger selection. I had the Beer for Drinking by Sierra Nevada. Uh, I could drink this all night long. It was fantastic. It was hoppy but smooth. Uh, Love that it was in a 16-ounce can. Of course, when you're paying $16 or $17 uh, for a, you know a can of beer at an event, definitely worth it. This is definitely one worth picking up. Might pick some up for the uh, for Labor Day tomorrow for, for sure. Uh, that's some good stuff. Uh, Bell's is now in New Jersey and had the opportunity to have a lager of the lakes. Uh, this was nice. Crisp, clean, delicious, the way a lager should be. Um, Different a change of pace for me because I don't drink as many lagers as I should because everybody's drinking IPAs. Uh, but I like a good lager every once in a while, and this was certainly delicious. And then I had um, the folks from Coronado Brewing sent me uh, a can of their 22nd anniversary beer. Lots of tropical flavor in this one. Good hop, very enjoyable. Did not taste like an 8.5% beer. And then finally, um, Jonathan Hack uh, from AB InBev uh, got me a can of Relic. Uh, from Relic Brewing, a uh, beer called Wilder. Good stuff, bitter, hoppy, delicious. This is a Connecticut brewery. This is really good beer. John, thank you for the beer. It was fantastic. I loved it a lot. Uh, it was just, it was very enjoyable. Have to check out some more stuff from Connecticut. Connecticut is, again, another one of those places that's underrated uh, when it comes to craft beer, but I have to start exploring Connecticut a little bit more and their craft beers. They're starting to do a fantastic job. But, folks, We are out of time. I know it was a quick segment here. Again, the trivia question, four ingredients that are used to make beer. Give me the name of the one I focused on with John Hall in the interview in the last segment. Email me, albertg at nycradio.com. If you're a winner, you get a pair of tickets to go see Octfest September 8th and 9th on Governor's Island. I only have two pairs, so there's only going to be two winners. My thanks to Darren Yellen, Jerry Crowley, Phil Boyce, John Hall, that new book, Drink Beer, Think Beer, Getting to the Bottom of Every Pint, available on Amazon.com starting September 4th. And, of course, last but not least, the great Buddy Watson. Back Tuesday on the Joe Piscopo Show at 6 a.m., this has been the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Cheers, everybody. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.